How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome to Playful Podcast, your guide into the underground scene where we discover topics on kink and electronic music every week. Don't forget to subscribe to not miss out on our next episode. We are very excited to be here today with the sadistic thumb and bondage practitioner, Ron Hades. Ron is an instructor and teacher of many kink courses at the Berlin-based Domina Studio, Studio Lux. In this conversation, we speak to them about how their journey looked like from having had a negative look on sex work to becoming a dom on the more sadistic line themselves, what they offer and what their first connection to Studio Lux was like, and how it has evolved to what it is today. Besides that, we also speak about what Studio Lux has to offer when it comes to courses where one can evolve as a private player or even as a pro dom. Let's get to it. I am Amanda, and this... It's Playful Podcast. Ron, I am so excited to be here at Lux Studio together yeah. with you. Hi. To get to know you better mm-hmm. and uh, what you do a little bit more. <laughs> if you could explain yourself or who you are with three words, what would they be? Ooh, um, uh, funnily, I also ask the question quite often to other people. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, as a Ron, as a work person, I would say essential, empathetic, and caregiving. Caregiving, yeah. That's a unusual word to hear uh, from, from a sadist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or from sadist. <laughs> Weird, isn't it? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Um, if you, if we go back in time, mm. would you say that you were the same? Like all those qualities uh, have been with you since you were like a teenager as well. Mm. 
I think I I was very different as a teenager. Um, I was also a lot more oppressed um, because I grew up in Korea uh, and the culture in Korea and how they see the king scene or to how they view the queer person is a very different. It was very different back then. Uh, and it was like uh, 20-something years ago. <laughs> yeah. And uh, um, so, yeah, I just I was just a normal-ish teenager. Uh, um, just had a good grade in the school, uh, but um, did a lot of bad thing in the after the school, that kind of stuff. Yeah. All right. You, you were a troublemaker. In a way, yes. I also moved out when I was 15. Uh, so I, I'm living completely by myself since when I was 15, so... And yeah. is it the same, or what, around what age do you move out normally in Korea? Um, depends, usually, it's, it's very similar like Italy, uh, so you move out usually when you get married. Yeah, yeah, Kind right. of like thing. So you were very young then. <laughs> yeah. Shockingly young. Okay, mm. but what was your view on uh, BDSM and sex work in general back then? Um, with the BDSM itself, I didn't really have the concept of the what it is, uh, what it was. Uh, um, with the sex work, I have a very complicated relationship. Um, um, uh, all this trauma aspect with my father. He was really good at getting married and getting divorced. And a lot of my stepmothers were sex workers. And then I was also brought to the brothel and that I experienced not great things um, that I uh, thought it was more about the sex worker, uh, even though it, that had nothing to do with their job, about their personality and how they abused me had nothing to do with their job. But it took me a very long time for me to actually get over this, my own uh, stigma of how I saw sex workers and then... And uh, actually, Berlin life actually helped me a lot to um, uh, for me to process the whole my own stigma, how I saw sex workers, um, because I finally realized it it was never really about the job; it was about the person. And uh, still, there in Berlin, there are also bad sex workers uh, that I hate. Uh, there are also good sex workers that I love. Uh, it it wasn't it was never never really about the job and it was always about the person and I finally realized and uh, that helped me a lot yeah how I yeah so from going going from hating sex work to becoming a sadistic <laughs> BDSM and a coach within mm. domination. Uh, how did that journey look like for you? That's um, uh, in a one word liberating. Um, but when I think about in the past, uh, like um, um, I studied uh, chemistry and uh, science, um, and then I also used to teach in a school uh, in Korea, and um, and um, I was sexually very awake uh, and aware person even when I was a little and. Um, uh, I remembered um, in the school, in the, at the uni, a lot of my friends um, asked me for tips uh, or they just, uh, we talked about sex a lot. Or like that I gave some kind of like how to pleasure this and that. And you had no shame around I didn't sex. really have uh, in that sense. Well, I had some shame uh, 
in a way that I could have as a Korean. Um, but um, yeah, back then uh, I was always the person people just go uh, to when they have a sex problem. Oh, yeah. And I never really thought about that aspect. Uh, but yeah, re recently it just came in my yeah, actually. I did work uh, a lot with the sex also before and never thought about it. It's just weird. <laughs> yeah. And then how come you moved to Berlin or like what brought um, you here? Uh, easy answer is uh, just a burnout. I needed a holiday. And you were um, like, Berlin sounds fun. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> funny story is um, the, um, at the time uh, I was watching a movie called It Pray Love. I'm so ashamed of it. Uh, with Julia <laughs> Roberts, or? Uh? Is it with Julia Roberts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> the, the, the middle middle life crisis of a woman uh, just finding you uh, about herself and blah, blah, blah. So I felt very similar. Like, uh, I'm a middle-aged life. I have a middle-life crisis. I need to get away. I just Google technically where I can live uh, freely as possible um, in Europe. I wanted to come to Europe, mm. but I didn't want to go to Italy because I was scared that it might uh, break my fantasy mm. um, from what I saw from Eat, Pray, Love. <laughs> so I still haven't been to Rome. Mm. Uh, after living in Germany, uh, in Europe for 13 years, uh, uh, yeah, so the, basically that was the, my main motivation of like why I came here, and, uh, and I just decided decided very spontaneously like you know what I'm just gonna go for one year and see what happens, and and uh, from the decision until um, that I came here only took like fifteen days, so I closed off all my life in Korea for just one year. After and, fifteen days. Yeah. Okay, what was so... Or like, okay, yeah. I was just a desperate of, like, I need to get it out. Yeah. And, mm. uh, and um, yeah, still best decision that I ever made. Uh, if I would make that kind of decision again, no. Um, because it was a really hard at the beginning. I couldn't speak German. I couldn't speak English. Mm. Um, so for me to living in a completely new city, like completely by myself. Wow. Yeah. And then how come you started with domination work? Um, so I had a lot of different jobs uh, and uh, some I really loved, some I hated it. And, and then I had my third burnout uh, um, and, uh, in Berlin. And, uh, and then I realized, hmm, maybe this whole work culture of how this normative uh, work culture is not really for me, maybe. And then um, back, in the, back at the time, uh, I uh, had a friend uh, who uh, was involved with Lux uh, and she just recommended like, uh, you are good with the BDSM, you know about it quite a lot and you also like it, why don't you make a, um, a job out of it? So I considered for a long time and then one day, you know what, if I never tried it, I, I would know how it is and I, would, I can just try and I always can stop if I want to. Mm. Uh, so that's how I started it. All right. And mm. like, how did you find your niche? niches in this um, like evolving that because now you do a lot of things yeah that's true yeah 
And when I studied sex work, I um, also got a lot of support from different sex workers, um, um, which I am still very grateful for. Uh, and uh, and that was also one of the reasons why I found really important that I also pay back to the uh, community. And so the very beginning of the, my career, um, I also gave a lot of um, um, donation-based um, uh, bondage workshops to the sex workers or for free and stuff like that. And then, so it kind of like it grew over the time. And, uh, and my work persona, when I started to work, and my work persona now also has changed a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, but some of the things, because I remember the first time we met, mm. you were explaining <laughs> that you are you love to like hunt people and like wrestle them. And it's a more like the my primal instinct thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, um, uh, there's a this very specific word in German called Totefisch, uh, when in English dead fish, um, the clients who just lay down, don't even move a finger and just lay down on, don't show any reaction. Uh, that doesn't really excite me. And um, Like so passive. Yeah, so like I like when people fight against me and so I have a more desire to catch them. And <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah. that, I'm just envisioning, envisioning yeah. it. <laughs> what yeah. are more of your favorite? We, we just talked before the cameras were yeah. on about that you can, um, uh, put IV drips into the bowl sack of liquid mm-hmm. so they become like you can put one liter yeah some people even put more uh, um, but <laughs> usually the, like 500 milliliter um, uh, almost anyone can take it uh, anyone with bowls uh, anyone with bowls <laughs> yeah. uh, you can also do it on the tits um, ah. some injection uh, so you can actually do a lot of like a body modification and um, and since it's a kind of like a procedure uh, that it uh, stays only 24 hours uh, uh, for some people uh, it's also a great uh, way of expressing a different type having different type of body so as a, a male person they want to experience how it feels like to have a breast uh, for them uh, they can actually experience that uh, with a saline, saline injection and some people actually um, uh, uh, love to doing it um, because it uh, it's a really healing process. It's not just about the sexual thing. It's also very uh, empowering uh, about like uh, um, how do you say um, uh, expressing your needs or want, uh, and uh, you can actually experience it uh, without changing your body too much. That's incredible. Yeah. What are some more of your special, special <laughs> the things that you love to do when it comes um, to what you are offering? As um, I do offer um, many other things, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, since I'm specialized with rope uh, bondage, uh, most of people tend to book a session with me uh, with the rope bondage. And um, what I personally like the most is um, having session with the couples, uh, rope session with the couples, um, because um, it's not really a sexual uh, vibe. It's more about like the, me trying to teach them different way of being intimate, mm. and uh, I'm just close. yeah, and uh, I'm just mm. witnessing 
that as a third person and sometimes being part of it uh, or sometimes not. I'm just there to witness it, to people grow and uh, get more close together. And for me, that is like a really beautiful thing. And I even get paid to do it. And so I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a perfect match. Mm -hmm. Okay. But you're also a queer person. Mm -hmm. And what has that been like to work in the scene as a, or like be a queer sex worker in Berlin and in this industry? Um, very complicated. Um, so once I, in the one hand, uh, I also uh, need to accept uh, I'm Asian uh, and uh, some people book a session because I'm Asian. And um, how uh, because they fetishize it or um, um, in the end uh, I am a sex worker that means uh, um, um, uh, um, me as a who I am uh, becomes a product and so you need to think or I need to think about if I feel comfortable that people fetishize uh, of who I am or uh, me being Asian. Uh, um, it's the same thing, like some people also, uh, if uh, some people like a uh, woman with a shorter hair and so would you say like, mm, I don't like this guy because he only book a session uh, with a shorter hair girl uh, or um, so there's like a fetish aspect. Uh, when someone really asks me to do the race play, uh, then I say no. Mm. Um, um, you get that, asked that a lot, and uh, often enough. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and uh, but if just they admire me because of how I look, and yeah, I don't see any harm in it. Uh, no. Yeah. Okay. What are some struggles that you have mm. been encountering besides this? Um, racism and how uh, people see Asian. Um, male-bodied person uh, in the, uh, how they see the masculinity with an um, Asian person and uh, so that was a very struggle for me uh, so at the beginning of my career I also focused more on being really presenting myself as a like high uh, masculine um, this uh, figure of really like aggressive and this, mm -hmm. uh, toxic macho that kind of like thing as so, like I really felt uncomfortable in it. I, was mm. like, I didn't really feel like it. that's who I am, not even as a run uh, or work persona. I didn't really feel like it. So yeah, I just one one point I just dropped the act uh, and starting to just be who I am. And uh, I can be dominant, I can be really sadistic, but I don't need to be an asshole and toxic macho, you know? No. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> no, for sure. And have you been evolved or like have you been at Lux Studio since the start of your career? And I know Studio Lux since the um, construction side, but I've uh, um, studied like two years later. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so it took uh, some time for me to actually think about it and really actually starting to work here. Yeah. 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 And today, what would you say that Studio Lux? Because it's not only a dominatrix, or they. The place doesn't only facilitate dominatrix dungeon spaces for mm -hmm. sex workers, but also a lot of other things. So Lux has uh, like a four different department um, mm -hmm. studio uh, where sex workers can work, and um, core centrum uh, core center uh, where we offer some um, workshops uh, around BDSM and sexuality and private renting. 
So um, uh, probably people who are not working as a BDSM professional can also rent the room here. So you can also yeah. rent the uh, space uh, as a private person. Mm. Um, and uh, we also have a, a new ranch um, um, porn. Uh, so we have a full I saw that. Yeah, yeah there are a lot of had, fun uh, videos. Uh, you had yeah. Lima Bembe, who we also had yeah. in the podcast recently, yeah. and a lot of other actors. Those that mm. I recognize. Yeah. So I'm but, in charge of the course uh, and the private renting. Can I ask about the yeah. uh, porn? Do you stream that, or how does it work? Like you have, I you have sell it? no idea. Uh, right? That you had to, you have to ask a lady <laughs> rabbit still, uh, which you will, uh, you, which yeah, uh, I'll you meet will, some other time. Yeah, uh, because uh, she's in charge of the studio and the porn. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Lots to yeah. learn. So she will. Uh, I'm sure she will talk about it. And uh, so I'm in charge of the course and the private renting. Yeah. All right. To the courses mm. because that's a big thing. People who are sex workers can mm. learn a lot of skills, and also people who are just curious and want to play around with on their private. Mm. Also. So what are some of the courses you teach here? Um, me personally, I am in charge of the most of the bondage workshops. Mm. Uh, Are they um, different levels then? Um, so the, until this year, there was a, a system of different level, mm. and uh, I restructured that uh, from next year that it's more theme oriented. Mm. So um, beginner class and uh, Shibari Han is a rope predicament erotic uh, and uh, suspension beginner and the my, uh, master class uh, so it's more like a theme oriented uh, and then I also do a practice practice day a lot can happen in three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance United Healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states learn more at uh1.com Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Um, with Lady Bebestia. Um so it's not really a workshop workshop um, so when uh, usually when you um, uh, visit the workshop after that you don't want to visit the same workshop again no but you didn't really practice enough so you actually want to learn a little bit more about it but not for workshop mm. for that kind of uh, purpose and uh, you can bring your own topic uh, so you uh, we also provide uh, practice subs uh, who um, uh, is um, uh, handpicked by us, and they also give you um, direct uh, feedback of like what could have done better and why they like this and this, and then you can solely focus on practice. I yeah, mm. I did a bondage workshop mm. with you. <laughs> that was so much fun, and also um, I think. I am a person who sometimes have a hard time when, like, I really am not 
listening to all teachers. <laughs> We're laughing. The teachers are not laughing. Yeah. But yeah, because I think there has to be, I need to feel like, also in these specific courses, mm. I think trust is a huge mm. thing because it's, it can be pretty vulnerable. Yeah. Mm, needs to be interesting. Needs to, I need to like, I don't know. I think I, you need to feel that kind of connection where you feel that the person understands you and doesn't mm. think that your questions are stupid or that you're unfocused or you know like whatever what do you think is like important for you as a teacher mm, usually in my workshop i just let the student learn in their tempo mm. um, of course um, uh, the time is very limited so i can only give a certain amount uh, of attention to each uh, student um, but um, I'm trying to make the workshop uh, as a fun experience, not really like a, you need to learn this and this and that, uh, but I'm trying to teach them uh, about like your own behavior with it. That's point of like uh, uh, why you like the why you like bondage or what excites you in within, so you can actually explore your own desire a little bit deeper. And of course, you need a certain technique to do it to, uh, for uh, for you to able to do that. Uh, and I also guide you, uh, guide people to uh, uh, reach that level. Mm -hmm. But uh, for me, still, it's uh, we are all doing this to have fun and not just being so serious and like and uh, doing this and this and technique that technique that and you are taking a lot of fun away. And that's not really my style. No. So, no. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I'm also thinking because um, you can see if you are entering the world of mm -hmm. harms that could happen if you're offering things that you are not knowledgeable of. Um, um, I think it depends on the thing, uh, what you are uh, thinking about offering. Um, the, um, most of the BDSM practice uh, also comes with the risk factors, uh, physical or um, um, mental, uh, um, uh, psychological or physical. Uh, you can harm somebody, uh, then it, that it can also stay for a very long time. So if you don't know what you do, um, for example, um, Let's say you are giving a workshop to someone and uh, uh, or you are learning something you don't really know about the safety issues and then all of a sudden, uh, yeah, you just do uh, things that you didn't hear about it. Uh, for example, um, playing with a rope and then going places, uh, you are just wrapping around the hands so hard and you didn't really knew how it was and what it does and uh, mm. how much nerve you can actually damage and uh, in a worst scenario you can actually damage someone's nerve so badly that they cannot recover properly oh, or yeah. they just have a, this uh, um, um, broken um, uh, wrist uh, for like six months or even longer or they need an operation or something like that yeah so um that's usually like yeah for me always uh, you can learn while you are playing but you should be more honest to yourself and be more humble and sometimes uh, um, 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 more submissive person who uh, from the uh, from the other role person um, 
they have a lot of experience if they are um, or the, the, you also meet a lot of people who have a, a lot of experience uh, as a passive person and they can also teach you uh, and uh, you just need to be humble enough to be honest and then show them yeah this uh, i can i'd like to learn can you show me and uh, that makes you actually more dominant uh, and more genuine person and you don't need to uh, um, be just I know everything this mentality and uh, and uh, privately I also switch and uh, and that's how usually I negotiate with people like I ask few questions and I see how they react and how they answer and if I see that they are lying and I just say like we are not a good match interesting that they are for example pretending that they know things um, because it's uh, often uh, related to the ego yeah and uh, a lot of people see being a dominant uh, um, um, over 90% of people when I ask um, what um, um, the question that you asked like how I describe in the three words I yeah. ask that question quite often uh, um, um, I ask that question quite often uh, to other people what's the three word that it comes to your mind uh, when you think about dominance uh, most of people answer, um, 90% of people answer uh, control and power and... Uh, and Word is uh, like bang, bang. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is not a bad thing. No. Uh, but uh, um, for you to be able to do that, it also comes... Um, yeah, great power comes with a great responsibility. Once the Spider-Man said, <laughs> "That's a little nerdy." <laughs> <laughs> Love that. And um, so you just need to be humble, and uh, and uh, most people since think um, the this domination. It's all about the power dynamic and uh, uh, control. Um, it hurt their egos. Uh, when someone say you are not doing something right, mm. rather than oh okay, thank you for uh, thank you for your feedback. Uh, how can I improve yeah. myself? And that should be normal um, reaction to it, in my opinion. And that's how you learn. Like that's yeah. how you evolve all mm -hmm. the time. Yeah, for sure. So for them, like that's how I learn uh, um, BDSM uh, and. Um, um, when I first started to work, um, I had to uh, do the Profi SM, uh, one of the dominatrix workshops that we are offering in our studio. And um, since I didn't have any experience as a working as a sex worker, um, the, uh, one of the studio owners um, recommended to do it uh, so I can actually learn about sex work. Uh, and that's the only reason why I did it, because I, uh, somehow I had a feeling I had to do it. Uh, and uh, technique-wise, I was already uh, in uh, BDSM uh, field for very long, uh, so I didn't really had the feeling of that I need to learn new thing. But when I was at the workshop, it was a completely different sense of playing uh, as a private person and playing as a professional and that there are like so many things like that I had to learn. What are some things that you remember you were like, ah, this works differently or um the how you negotiate mm -hmm. with your client and with a private person is completely different. Can you and, tell us a little bit? Um 
in a way, like the, with the private, uh, you can actually take time, get to know the person a little bit. And uh, in a sex work, you only have a limited amount of time. So when someone book a three-hour session, uh, so in the beginning, uh, I take uh, 15 to 20 minutes of interview. So I can uh, get to know the person a little bit. And then three-hour session uh, start. Then after the session, I do like 10 minutes of uh, aftercare. Depends on their, their needs. And then, yeah, and then uh, they leave and then I have to clean. Yeah. So you have to build a um, very focused, uh, intimate moment with a complete stranger and that I was not used to. Mm. You always have a sex date and one night stand and this and that, but uh, this is still a little bit different in a way. Uh, and, uh, and then also in the work situation, my needs is not really in the, the, center. Fo- in the center. Mm. Um, I still need to pretend like uh, it's uh, what I want to do. Uh, <laughs> um, but in the end, uh, I have to um, um, do things what they want to experience. So. so how come Look started to offer all these courses? So um, the, at the beginning, um, the, at the time I was not really involved. Uh, and at the beginning, when they started it, uh, it was more of professionalization of uh, sex workers. Mm. So the, we call sex work, and um, and so it was also uh, very important for them to make it a bit more professional, where you can go somewhere and learn skill. To be, it was important for them uh, to professionalize sex work and where people can go and learn uh, to be um, better sex worker. Mm. And so that was the um, beginning of it. And then uh, over the time, uh, they realized um, not only sex workers who want to book a, a workshop, uh, but actually private people. Uh, were looking for that for so long and they had this strong needs of um, um, yeah going to the workshop uh, where I can learn about BDSM in a safer environment and that's uh, how they expanded a little bit more and more and then the, um, in the other studio the, where they first opened the studio in the Ringbahnstrasse and um, the rooms are not big enough to host many people so uh, they were looking for um new location and uh, so we are sitting in a core center room uh, in one of the room uh, now and so we found this location and we also expanded the workshop and uh, yeah you expanded it so that people who are just curious and want to learn more even though you're a private person can yeah. also but if you are excited to go what are some things you could choose from and what can you expect when like applying for a course um so the people can easily book a workshop on our website um uh, you can also see different uh, um type of the workshop uh, we offer evening class uh, it's on fridays uh, three hour workshop uh, and uh, on they- what so um, in the evening classes, there are like so many different topics, uh, right. but majorly uh, uh, um, uh, new uh, project that I launched, uh, launched uh, two years ago 
called sex education, um, where people can learn uh, about sexual pleasure uh, in a different sense. Um, so the, when usually when we when we think about sex education, um, we always think about the pr uh, preventing aspect Pregn of it, uh, yeah, pregnancy, pregnancy, HIV, STIs, or, yeah. um, but we never really learn about the pleasure aspect of um, sex education, yeah, which sure. is a very import important aspect of it. And probably also one of the reasons why our society is so um, oppressed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and um, so there are six different topics, um, um, cock and balls and uh, vulva and vagina, Rest and those nipple. are two different courses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Uh, cock and balls in one course mm. and vulva and vagina one course and uh, breast and nipple and anal and uh, sensation and pressure point and uh, first aid. Mm, great. So, and, uh, and then we also have a dirty talk, uh, needle play and um, short uh, rope workshop uh, um, and uh, yeah. Amazing. And when you go there, like, I think some people are like nervous, like, oh, should I go alone? I mean, how many people are at one course? Um, so it depends on the workshop. It's a little bit different, but average, like 16 maximum participants. And, uh, and uh, yeah, more than that, it gets really crowded and uh, people cannot really exchange uh, as much as how they want to. And some workshops, uh, um, um, people comes alone. In some workshop, people comes as a pair. Um, in the sex education, uh, often people comes as a couple uh, that they want to learn about uh, how they pleasure uh, your partner uh, who have a different sex than you uh, because you don't have what they have. So you just want to learn about that a little bit more, and and maybe yeah. even if you have that, you can and learn some funny new thing, tricks. Funnily, yes, <laughs> and for um, um, like in a cock and bowl uh, workshop, a lot of guys, uh, um, the people who uh, um, the people with the pennies and uh, um, balls, uh, they will go workshop, and at the beginning I was wondering, like you have it already, you know what to do, <laughs> uh, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that kind of like though disappeared really quickly uh, because yeah, I know what to do, but not everyone know what to do. No, and yeah. also, are you ho having the course? And uh, no, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but still, I mean, you are also, as you said, been very curious mm. about sex since you were like a kid. Mm. So yeah, probably you discovered a lot of things that people have not. Mm. And um, our major motto of our whole uh, workshop uh, department is um, uh, learning from professional, where you can learn about sex and BDSM and uh, sexuality um, so greatly mm. than from a sex worker. Yes. Where we actually do for our living. <laughs> exactly. And always evolve. Yeah, yeah that's incredible. point you also started out as a new sex worker mm. um, and how did you build your tool set um, I have very obsessive personality <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> and, uh, and um, so when, usually when I 
um, find something very fascinating. I do like uh, a lot of amount of research on the topic and then uh, try to learn more and more and more. Uh, I wish when I started to work, um, I had something like the core center like we have now uh, when I first studied BDSM. And back then, uh, I only had a YouTube and books and pornography. And YouTube um, wasn't as big as it's now. No, either. yeah, but there were a lot of like hidden <laughs> gems uh, oh, wow. if you knew how to search. Um, okay. And I'm quite good at searching things <laughs> that <Good> it's hidden. <laughs> and uh, that's how I started to learn. And then over the time when I started to work here, I did a lot of like exchange and uh, knowledge exchange with other colleagues. Um, and there were a lot of other colleagues who wanted to learn rope bondage and I wanted to learn like different stuff uh, from them, like a clinic uh, fetish thing. Uh, I At the beginning of my career, I never really understood why people are into clinic. And there was like, yeah, actually it's really fascinating and it's so much fun. And uh, The so body that, modification thing we spoke about, mm. I love now, obsessed. Yeah, so uh, yeah, that's how I got to learn a little bit and a little bit more. And then still, uh, even as a workshop coordinator, and I also have a lot of experience in my work, uh, when I find out, uh, other workshops that we are offering uh, fascinating or it's a skill that I would like to know a little bit more, I also just uh, visit the workshop uh, and learn from other uh, colleagues. And, uh, and there's no harm uh, to learn new things and no. uh, that's uh, also what uh, fascinates me about this job because you can learn always a new thing yeah yeah how many years have you done this now uh, i'm working um since six years yeah yeah wow yeah. amazing yeah. Ron, I am so happy to have had you in this conversation. <laughs> yeah. I feel I got to know you better and I'm yeah. so happy to have you share your story with us. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> this was it for Playful Podcast this week, but please follow, subscribe and listen to our next episode. And if you want to have a say about future artists or even ask your own question to one of our guests, Follow us on Instagram and make sure to add your question when we lift our coming guests. Thank you so much for joining and see you next week. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.